neighbor, neighbor today, today your, life your life will never, will never ever, ever be, the be the same again. If you believe that, put your hands together for Jesus. We appreciate God for today and we thank God for our lives and for what he has done and for what he's even yet to do. In the past few weeks, we've been dealing with a subject on the fruitfulness in your purpose. And I hope you are learning something. And I uh, just want to do a quick recap on uh, what you took home last week before we continue. What, what, what did you receive last week? What did you receive last week? Yes, Doc, um, get a microphone to that side. Thank you. I think last week we spoke about the fact that with great confidence from Romans 8.28, mm -hmm. that with great confidence, God is deeply concerned about us. Yes. And for that reason, if God is concerned about us, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter situations, challenges, and anything we go through. The important thing is that he's deeply concerned about us. Come on, say God is deeply concerned about us. God is deeply concerned. Come on, let's about appreciate Doc. Yes. You know, that was literally the central theme of last week's sermon that God is concerned about us. Tell your neighbor, God is concerned about us. God is concerned about us. In other words, He's concerned about every single thing about you, He's thinking about you. And I told you that it doesn't matter what happens, the final outcome shall be what? For good. Amen. I, I, want, I wanted that to enter into your spirit that God is concerned about me. In the midst of the pain, he's concerned about you. In the midst of the challenges, he's still concerned about you. In the midst of everything that doesn't look like what you, you, you desire, he is concerned about, about you. you. Say, God is concerned about me. God is concerned about Shall you. Shall we say, God is concerned about me. God is concerned about you. Yes, what else? Anyone else? Yes, Leah. According to uh, Jeremiah 1 5, uh, we, are, we, are told, we are told that uh, we were created and born for a divine purpose. Yes. So before even we were in our mother's womb, we were, we, God knew it and God uh, had a purpose for our lives. Yes. Thank you. According to Jeremiah 1 5 from the Amplified Version, we understood that before even we appeared here, God had already ordained our purpose and our assignment. And the part I like about it, as I was actually meditating about it last night, that God says he has approved of you. Say, God has approved of me. God has approved of me. Shall he say, God has approved of me. God has approved of me. Shout it again. Say, God has approved of me. God has approved of me. He did not just approve of who you are. So, I mean, all your frailties, all your... Um, insufficiencies or your incapabilities he still looked at it and said you are the best person for this job glory be to god hallelujah he, he looked at you you are not okay you don't have it all together he says it doesn't matter what i have approved of you so it doesn't matter who disapproves of you god has approved of you say god has approved of me God has approved of me. Shout it with confidence. Say, God has approved of me. God has approved Let's of me. Let's take that scripture again. Um, Jeremiah 1, 5 from the Amplified Version of the Bible. 
Shall we read one go? Now he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and approved of you as my, as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. Say, I am for God. Shall he say, I am for God. I am for God. And he says, I have appointed you as a prophet. In other words, the job Jeremiah was supposed to do, his assignment on earth was even determined before God even, I mean, um, put him in his mother's womb. So you existed before you appeared here. Last week, I made us understand that we existed as a being as a spirit being before we appeared here before you showed up in the earth realm there existed someone called grace there existed someone called david there existed someone called elizabeth before you even appeared here and he you didn't just exist he had already determined your job description what you are supposed to do here on the earth are we together? So he had already determined you, approved of you. He had decided every single thing about us. So you are literally playing an act or a movie that has already been made in the spirit. Are we together? Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. So that's what I said. There is nothing about your life that surprises God. So the mistake or what we fail to do is to find out why he made us. Amen? He had already determined what we are supposed to do, but you've got to determine. You've got to decode it. The Bible says that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the honor of kings to search it out or to find it out. God conceals or hides your greatness, your purpose in mystery, but it's your responsibility to find out what God actually wants you to do. You are not just born to eat, go to work, and come back home. Eat, wake up, eat, go to work, eat, and come back home, and sleep. You see, that is not where you were born. There is a divine purpose of God for your life. And the moment you are able to determine that, then that means you are fruitful. You are becoming fruitful the way God actually wants you to be fruitful. Are we together? Yes. Yes. So it doesn't matter. And that brings me to um, the second point that I said. It doesn't matter what goes on in your life. He already determined it. He knows how it's going to end. He knows the script. He knows how things are going to play out. So you know he is concerned about you. He has not left you in the midst of the pain. He knows how things are going to play out. In the midst of the difficulty, he's still with you. In the midst of the frustrations, he is still with you. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. God is with you. No, no, look at them like they've forgotten that God is with them and say, God is with you. God is with you. And He's preparing a way out for you. And He's preparing a way out for you. Amen? Amen. 
Yes, you need to understand that he is deeply concerned about you. Let's go to Romans 8 from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Romans 8, 28. And you see, before we came to that, um, we, we, we took it from, I think, from 26. And uh, take me back to 26 and 27. Um, 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 27. Yeah. Now, shall we read from 27? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now 28, read. Now, now, shall, let's start, read the first part with confidence like it is written there. One go. And we know with great confidence that God is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as, as what? As what? You may not have a plan for your life, but I guess what? God has something better for you. Amen. Say, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for me. Shari, say, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for me. See, do you know some of us, we should have been dead by now. But somehow, you, you made it. That during the time of COVID, some of you had COVID three, four times. But still, you made it. What killed others if he made you better? Are you getting me? There are certain things that should have messed you up completely, but God still kept you. Why? I told you last week, the fact that you are still here on the earth, it's a sign God is not through with you. Amen. The day he is done, the way you fire somebody from your work, when you, you don't need somebody anymore in your organization, what do you do? You fire them. Are you hearing me? If God has not fired us from this planet, that means he has a plan for our lives Amen. and it is better, it is glorious and something big is coming my way. Say something big is coming my way. Something big is coming on me. Say something big is coming my way. Something big is coming my way. Yeah, he says, as we know with great confidence that God has God who is con deeply concerned. And he, see, he puts an adjective there. He's deeply concerned. He's deeply concerned. Is it an ad that's an adverb, isn't it? Yeah, it's an adverb. Or another adjective. No. Adjectives qualify nouns. Adverbs qualify verbs. Isn't it? So that's an adverb. Oh, okay. Some of you are lost. Hey. 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 All the English you learned in school, it has disappeared. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. Mercy. You don't even know which one is an adjective. <laughs> which one is an adverb. So that is an adverb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just read the Bible, isn't you? The rest we can solve the, the next time. <laughs> so God is what deeply what concerned about us, and He causes all things to work together as a plan for good of those who love God. And you see, the part that I want you to know is that not for those who love God and those who are called according to His plan and 
purpose. So if you are walking in the purpose of God, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. He will still work together for your good. Amen. Yeah, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. As long as you are in the plan, as long as you are in his purpose, it will still work together for your good. See, I, I was meditating um, I'm, I'm on the word, um, this scripture, um, 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 goodness, Psalm 23, say goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Um, and no, um, start from, start from the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know. Can you give me in, in, in message, in message, say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know one. He makes me to lie down in green patches. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to what I want you to get there. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He says, for year though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. Before he comes there, he says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, can you follow it as I read the verses down? Amen. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Before, that is verse 3. Take me back to verse 3. Yeah. Say, true to his word, he'll make me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Now, now the phrase, okay, take me back to New King James and let me try to explain something here for us. Now, he says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Tell your neighbor, for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Shall he say, for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Now, the phrase for his name's sake actually means because of his reputation somebody say because of his reputation because of his reputation in other words he leads you in that way because he has a reputation to protect hello hello the reason why god can't let some of us never to go down is because he has a reputation to protect are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The reason why some of you, you know, you in your family, you are, you are, you are, you are the hope of your family, and you are the one that is the pastor. Even in, in, in we know you are not a pastor, but in the family they call you pastor. So God will somehow protect you, keep you, and make sure He sustains you because of His name's sake. Just because of the fact that if you go down, not just you that have gone down, the kingdom shall go down. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. If you go down, and not just you, every other thing else for about you will go down. They'll say, oh, all the prayers. Have you ever been told, all the prayers you are praying, what is it? I mean, what is coming out of it? All these things you are doing. No. Can I tell you something? In a matter of time, God will prove himself strong in your life. Oh, Those prayers they are criticizing that you are praying, it shall yield a mega result. Oh, are you hearing me? Like I used to tell, when I was on campus, I mean, some of my, my mates used to tell me, I mean, David, why do you pray like you are the only one that has a problem? You know, you don't look like you are broke, but you pray too much. You know, they could not understand why I prayed too much. Like, did they feel like, what is the problem in your family that you, you are not telling us? Are you getting my point? Because they felt like the amount of time I used in prayer was absent. It didn't make sense. But guess what? Now, the same guys call me for prayer. Are you getting me? 
Yeah, why? Because in those days it was not making sense to anybody, but in the process of time, it has made sense to everyone. Can I tell you something? Yes. All your services to God, your commitment to God, and everything that you are doing for the kingdom, it may not make sense to everyone, but in the process of time, ah. it shall make sense to them. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. So he keeps you for his name's sake. He is deeply concerned about you. Say, God is deeply concerned about me. God is deeply concerned. Now take me back to the scripture. Uh, shall we read one? I want every person here to imbibe this in your spirit that God loves you. You know, there are some people they feel like God has left them. You know, I understand. I mean, we should be practical. Sometimes certain situations in life can hit you and make you feel like, really, does God really exist? I mean, have you been there? I mean, all these prayers I'm making, is it really making sense? I mean, life can hit you so bad and you begin to question even the very things you believe in. How many of you have been there? Oh, those of you that are pretending you have never been there, it's a sign you are lying. Can I tell you something? Even John the Baptist, do you know John the Baptist? The one Jesus said there is no prophet that has ever been born like him. There is no one. Even Jesus said there is nobody like him. Even John the Baptist got to a point he became depressed and he began to even doubt the authenticity of the Messiah. Can you imagine? John the Baptist, he prophesied about Jesus. He actually baptized Jesus. He literally endorsed and approved Jesus. He got so depressed, frustrated in prison until he sent a message to Jesus and through his disciples. His disciples told, told I mean, he, said, he told his disciples, go and ask whether he is the Messiah or we should expect another. Imagine John the Baptist. That tells you how bad life can hit you. When a man like John the Baptist, who was supposed to prepare the way for the Messiah at a point in his life and ministry began to doubt Jesus, I can tell you, it doesn't matter how anointed you think you are, yes. life can bring you to a point where you feel yes, like, you know sir. what, does God really exist? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, doctor. Yeah, give me, give me, look, 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 719. Let, let, let's, let's read. Uh huh. Go. Don't call how many? Do you know why he called two? Because he realized that if he sends one, maybe the Messiah may think that he's not, he doesn't mean what he says. He says, I'm sending two people to you to come and literally come and confirm whether you are true, the Messiah, or is. Let's read, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. The Messiah, or we should look for someone else. Can you imagine? John! The one that he was, his main mission on earth, assignment was to prepare the way. He got so, he, at this point, he was in prison. So he told the Messiah would work a miracle for him to come out. And the guy died in prison. And can I ask you a simple question? Yes. I know we are all here because of various reasons. But can I ask you a simple question? Yes, doctor. Like the three Hebrew boys, they said, Sir, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he does not deliver, we refuse to bow. See, uh, this morning I was meditating on something very, and I said, okay, people are coming to church, but why are they coming to church? 
Somebody is here because they need a breakthrough. What if God does not bring that breakthrough? Will you still serve him? Hello? Hello? They said, sir, we know our God is able to deliver. But even if he fails to deliver, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not bowing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. See, we need to move from just coming to the house of God because we need a testimony or a miracle, or a breakthrough to a place where we come because it's a conviction. It's a commitment. I am here. Whether the miracle comes or not, I am in. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, doctor. Yeah. He says, should we look for another? So life can put you at a point where you even begin to doubt it. But even at that moment where you feel like he has rejected, you know he is with you. Put your hand in your chest and say, God is with me. God is with me. In the midst of everything, in the midst of everything, he is with me. He is with me. In the midst of the pain, in the midst of the pain, he is with me. He is with me. In the midst of the negativities, in the midst of negativity, he is with me. Even in my celebrations, he is with me. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what happens. He is with you. He is with you. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. God is with you. Say, God is with you. God is with you. Yes. So we understood last week about the fact that God is concerned about us and everything shall work together for us as long as we stay in his purpose. And that must be clear. You must be in his purpose, not your own thing. Amen? Amen. Yes. And the next thing that we studied um, is that until you discover your purpose, life has no meaning. Yes. Until you discover your purpose, life would not make much sense to you and that is why some people will feel like i just want to die because i mean i want to commit suicide because nothing is working for me and um i told you when in this season which date are we to today's date is what 11. 11th so valentine is what 14th. when 14th. wednesday oh hallelujah can i tell you something that is true that nobody will tell you this week, somebody will get disappointed. Uh, somebody's relationship will break. Someone, a certain man will disappear from you beginning tomorrow. Amen? Yeah. Some of you will be very happy. Because some, 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 some guy will send you some flowers. Some of you, the one you thought will send you flowers, in fact, he will block you this week. And tell you his phone got missing and he found it next week Monday they have traveled for a conference they are yet to return they have gone to Naivasha for a conference for work can I tell you something yes doctor. in the midst of it all just know God is with you God is with it doesn't matter what happens this week Noah God is with me. you. But that's the reality. That's the reality. By, by, by Thursday, people will be crying. 
God has, he said, Papa, God has left me. No, God has not left you. John left. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That's why you need to come for the church dinner. Amen. Yes. So that it will make up for all losses. <laughs> per adventure there is. Amen. Amen. So not until you find your purpose, I said what? Life will have no meaning. Number four, fulfilling your purpose, I said, must be your ultimate goal in life. Number five, your success in life is not measured by your possessions. Your success in life is measured by how well you are able to fulfill your purpose. You see, no one measures success. Oh, this man is successful. I've come to understand that our, 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 the, the gauge or the way by which we measure success is so wrong. Oh, because the person has a big car, he's successful. Oh, because the person lives in Runda. Hey. Not, mortgage is good. I mean, at least you, you eventually own it. My friend, <laughs> if you knew the stress they are going through living in that part of Nairobi. You thank God you live in Ruai. I'm telling you. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah. Never measure a man's success based on what you see on them and what they have. That is not success. True success is being able to fulfill your purpose. Because God is the only person that can determine who is successful and who is not. Mm -hmm. Not any man. Because according to a man's standards, somebody may be successful. But according to God's standards, the person may be a failure. So you must be content with what you have. Tell your neighbor, be content with what you have. You've got to be content with what you have and don't be in this rat race of trying to impress society and keep a certain profile and facade which really does not really help. Amen? Amen. Yes. So God is the only person that can determine how successful we are because he's the one that made us. We didn't make ourselves. That brother didn't make you. That sister didn't make you. Your relatives, they are not the ones that in fact, for your information, your mother and father did not even make you. Because when you were conceived in your mother's, what if God made you come out? There are people that miscarry, isn't it? Isn't it? But God kept you because he wanted you here. So he's the only person that can determine how successful you are. Not even your parents. So your success in life is determined by how well you are able to fulfill your purpose. If I hire you, I am all your, I mean, in your organization, you go for appraisals, isn't it? Ah, you're, I mean, they check what you've done possibly over the years, they are able to tell you, ah, now this one, there are some of you grading A, B, C, and D. And me, if your HR give you D, that means you are on your way. Mm -hmm. May God change you as you go for appraisals. Bonuses are coming in the next few months. Isn't you? May God, which month? This month. Raise your hand. Let me pray for you. <laughs> that may God make you receive a good bonus this month. Amen. In the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. The way people are receiving bonuses. 
Hallelujah. Yeah, so don't judge a man's success by what? What they drive and what they have. You can only judge a person's success by how well they are able to fulfill what? Their purpose. Next point. That's where we go to number seven. Failing to fulfill your purpose is failing God. Now let's go to point seven. As I bring you what? Uh huh. The first step in identifying your success is what? Is to ask who? God. Ask who? God. Why do you have to ask God? Huh? Yeah, he's the author and the finisher of all. He's the one that made us. Amen? Some of you, the only thing you use your phone to do is to text message and maybe WhatsApp and uh, receive a call. But you know, some of your phones have got over 500 functions and you only use two or three. So, because these days, how many of you buy a phone and you take a time to go through the manual? You take time. Because immediately you buy the phone, because you know how it functions. If Samsung, you have used Samsung before, you throw away, you put the SIM card, and then you start going. You go through the manual from page one to the end. If someone like, is there someone like that here? No one. <laughs> and you know why they made the manual? So that you can actually utilize the gadgets well. The one that made it has told you this and this and this and this and this is how the phone functions. The only person that can determine how you are supposed to function here on the earth is who? Your creator. And that is why when you read, let's read Ephesians 1, um, um, 11 to 12 from the message translation of the Bible. From the message Bible. Ephesians 1, 11 to 12. Ephesians 1. Interesting scripture. 11 to 12. Shall we read one go? Again? It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. He didn't say it is inside your, inside you. The way motivational speakers say, if you want to find your purpose, look deep, deep, deep within. Close your eyes. Look deep, deep, deep within. No. It is not looking deep within you it is in christ tell you anybody it's in christ, in christ that we find out who we are and what you are living for can i tell you something any purpose you think you have that is not connected to the service of humanity service of why god or anything any purpose you have that is outside of the perimeters of the kingdom of god is not your purpose gonna tell me you you Something came to mind I cannot say even. I mean, every purpose must be in line with God. It must not be outside of God. You cannot tell me you were hired by Equity Bank and then and when you wake up, you go work in um, KCB. The person that hired you is what? Equity. So you are supposed to be within the premises of what? Equity. Where you've been hired and what you are supposed to be doing. So you cannot tell me God created you and he will give you a purpose that is against the things of God. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. There is no purpose on earth that is against the things of God. Any purpose, anything you think, oh, for God, God, God created me to, to, somebody help me with some, some of the things that I want to say is not healthy for this environment. You cannot, it, your purpose should be something in line with the kingdom, with what God wants, with what will please God. Amen? Amen. If you say you want to search your purpose, it must be something that pleases who? God. Oh. That is it. God cannot give you a purpose that is off, completely off the things of the spirit. Off him. Are we together? So the Bible says it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are and what and what we are living for. And that is your purpose. Uh-huh. Long before before even you appeared in the kingdom, Christ was planning how he is going to give you a better life. Amen. Amen? The Bible says he had his eyes on us and had designs on us for what? Glorious living, not any type of living. Say, my life shall be glorious. My life shall be glorious. For God has already determined it shall be glorious. And you know, the Bible says he determined this even before you started knowing him. So you cannot have any life less than glorious life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I wish, I wish we you be. Can I tell you something? Our life shall be glorious. Amen. Oh, very soon you will see glorious things. Very soon you will see us shining and shining. Ah, shining and shining. The Bible said the path of the righteous man does what? It shines what? Brighter and brighter unto what? A perfect day, you will shine brighter and brighter. I know it doesn't look like you have it all together, but you have, God had designs for a glorious living. God had designs for a glorious living. God had designs for a glorious living. The Bible said the path of the righteous shines what? Brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Shout, I'm shining brighter and brighter. I'm shining brighter and brighter. The reason why you are shining brighter and brighter is that God has a glorious life for you. He had designed it. Do you know what it means to design? He put this together, put that together, put that together and present you. And that you that has been presented here is for glorious living. He took his time, planned it, schemed it, prepared it and make sure you have a glorious living so uh, are you telling me the negativities are part of it disappointments rejections every single thing you go through as long as you are in his plan it is for your glorious living amen say i will have a glorious life i have a glorious life you see don't look at your condition is not your conclusion Say my condition. My condition is not my conclusion. It's not my conclusion. Yeah, your condition is not your conclusion. It doesn't matter how life beats you. Your condition is not your conclusion. 
you are just being prepared. You are still being designed. By the time he will present the finished product, mm. oh my God, mm. the people from your village will know that you, you come to Grace Arena. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. yes, the people that have written you off, they will know that God has a better plan for you. Oh, they, are, they, dis they, are, they discuss you because they think you are broke. There is nothing you have. It is just a matter of time. It is just what? A, a matter, matter of, time. of time. Four things determine destiny. This is not part of my sermon. It's just by the way. Number one is God, which is the ultimate. Number two is time. Tell you, number, sorry, number two is decisions. Say your decisions. decisions. Yeah, God is the ultimate factor of who determines who you become. Number two is the decisions you make because you are a product of your decisions. Shout, I'm a product of my decisions. I'm a product of my decisions. Number three is time. Tell your neighbor, time. Time. Yeah. You see, time is a game changer. I'm telling you. Today, somebody looks like nothing is happening for them. It's just a matter of time. I, I told you when I was on campus, I, I, uh, this is a testimony I've shared before. I used to, I used to do um, a business. I used to. Um, run businesses on campus, KNSC campus. So there was a lady on the campus that I, I used to, I was paying school fees for. I mean, I was paying my own school fees and I was paying school fees for a certain lady. Um, it's, not, it's not my wife, so don't think it is just a lady I decided to help. Are you, are you getting me? I was, I mean, I, I've been helping from Kitambo. Yeah, so I just decided to help her. So I, I was helping her and then by the grace of God, later I traveled to the UK to go do my master's. And then one time I needed some help, some money, sorted some things in Ghana. And I was looking around, looking around. So I was calling her to just talk to her to see if she can go somewhere else to see if uh, um, a friend of mine, to see how she can manage to sort that up. So we're just talking and just, uh, um, he says, ah, prof, you need how much? And the money I quoted, I never in my wildest dream expected somebody I was paying school fees for to have that kind of money. Why? Because, I mean, life had moved on. One year, he had gotten a job, I think, in the Alliance Francaise. I mean, the French embassy, I beg your pardon, in Ghana. And she was doing great. And she says, ah, that's all you need. Consider it done. So, the following day, she told me, I've sorted the bill. I'm like, where did you borrow that money from? She said, no, no, no. It's my own money. And that taught me a lesson. A few, a year before, I was supporting her. A year after, she was supporting me. Are you getting money? Yes. The tables turned. So that is why you don't have to write anybody off. Are we together? So never allow your current condition to make you feel like you are not going anywhere. God has deserted you. Things are tough. There is no, 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 no. It is just a matter of time. If you only knew what somebody will become next year, hey, I told you last week, you would have asked for a selfie. Amen? Yes. Say, God had my, his, eyes on me, God has his eyes on me. And he has designed for me a glorious living. And he has designed for me a glorious living. Now, okay. So let's go to point number eight. Everything I've said, I've said before. So next week, I'll... Number? Four? Oh, the four important things. Oh, sorry. I mean, that was just because it's not part of the sermon. The first one I said is God. Number two. Number three. 
The fourth one, somebody should tell me, is relationships. The networks and the relationships you build. People are following very carefully. <laughs> That's good. It's a good it's a sign that you are listening. So four things determine your destiny. Number one is God. Number two is the decisions you make. You are put out of your decisions. In fact, today you could have chosen not to come to church. See you? But out of all decisions, you still chose to be here. So number the third one is what? Time. Time is a factor. It changes a lot of things. Today somebody is down. Tomorrow the person is up. Number four. The fourth one is what? Relationship. The relationships you build takes you far. Amen? I mean, one phone call from one person can change the life of somebody here. Are you getting my point? Like I was telling you, a friend of mine needed a job. I mean, the other day, and uh, I mean, just, just told me, ah, you know, your friend knows the CEO for this place. I said, oh, yes. I mean, so I just walked with him. I told him we work, to, we work together. He says, ah, I'm your friend knows the CEO for this bank. Can you just talk to him? Because I've seen there's an opening. We walked, go, got there. I just, uh, I mean, this person has been my friend for almost eight years and he needs this senior job. Can you do something? He says he has applied. It's been three months. They've not even called him for an interview, but he has seen there's an opening. After the guy talked to the CEO, within a week, he was called for an interview. And guess what? He was the best in all the interviews. And imagine he was not being called for three months. You just needed a good relationship. Somebody to connect you to someone so that the door will open for you. I pray for you. May God connect you to the right people. I receive it. If you are here, shout, I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. So you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that these four things um, control your destiny. So let's go to point number eight. Um, you cannot find your purpose outside of God. Now let's go to Colossians 1, 16 from the Message Bible. Colossians 1, 16 from the Message Bible. Colossians 1, 16 from the Message Bible. I say, the, the, the point was you cannot find your purpose outside of God. Now let's go to the point. Let's read it and then we come to the scripture. Shall we read one go? You cannot find your purpose? Uh-huh. Our purpose, yes, just like the other one. Uh -huh. Let's go to Colossians 1 16. Shall we read one? Go. He says, Everything started in God and finds your purpose in God. Everything. Tell your neighbor and say, Everything. Everything. Everything started in him and finds your purpose in him. Everything started in God. So you cannot find your purpose outside of God. Are we together? Yes. yes. So you cannot say me, my purpose is to steal. That is not a purpose. That is outside of God. Amen? Amen. Yes. Number nine. Purpose is what? Purpose is location sensitive. Actually, from next week, I'll be starting from nine, ten, and then eleven. Huh? We had gone to ten. Okay. No, I think I, we had gone to ten, but I had just run through it. I was now taking them 
one, one after the other. Say purpose is location sensitive. Purpose is location sensitive. What it simply means is that there is a place that your purpose is fulfilled. Say there is a place. Yes, there is a place that your purpose is what? Fulfilled. A, a place where you manifest fully your purpose. Have you done a job and people look like they don't need you there, but you leave to go to another job and you feel so happy? Have you been there? Yes. Yeah, because that place was not a place where you were called to be, but there are places you, it's like every element in you starts to work you are aligned so much so purpose is what and i said to be fruitful you must understand the place of your divine assignment say the place of my divine assignment the place of divine assignment shall i say the place of my divine assignment the place of my divine assignment shall the place of my divine assignment the place of my divine assignment can i tell you one thing anywhere in the world the best place God wants you to be right now, right here, is right here where you are right now. Mm. It doesn't matter under which circumstances that you ended up here. This is the place God wants you to be right now. In the wisdom of heaven, he wants you to be here right now, here. Why? Because number one, you are the right place you are in church number two you are doing the right thing you are listening to a sermon number three your mind is renewed you are being transformed amen? amen yes you are going to become better and better off now let's go to amplified um in genesis 12 verse 1. shall we read one go mm -hmm. uh-huh 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 Mm -hmm. uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now God said, "Now Abraham was in Haran, and God says, go away from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house and to to the land which I will." And I was saying it the other day that the question here I have for God is why should Haran go somewhere else if you want to bless him? Isn't it? I mean, so does that mean God cannot bless everywhere? God, I mean, why should he say go to a place, a country where I will show you away from your relatives and from your father's house to a land? I, I mean, if it was, I mean, these, um, some African preacher, you say, Abraham's fathers and relatives, they were all witches. <laughs> that's why these Africans, some African preachers will tell you, they were, that's why God wanted Abraham's father to live away from his relatives. No, it was not like that. Tell anybody, it was not like that. It was not like that. God wanted Abraham to go to a certain place, where we call the place of his divine assignment. Somebody say the place of my divine assignment. The place of my divine assignment. That is where you need to find. You need to identify your place of divine assignment. The other day I was telling you that um, um, when I landed in Nairobi, someone texted me and said, welcome to the land of your 
assignment. Why? Because the person feels there is prophetic assignment that God has for me right here in this city. Are you getting me? Yes. Yes. And when you are in your place of divine assignment, you flourish. Tell your neighbor, you flourish. You flourish. And that is one main reason why people don't succeed. Because they have not identified their prophetic place of assignment. If you don't, the Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the course of our God. Um, Psalm 92. Are you getting me? Yes. When you are planted, when you know exactly where God wants you to be, and you stay planted. Tell your neighbor, stay planted. Stay planted. Tell your neighbor, stay planted. Stay planted. Stay planted in this house. Stay planted in this house. Yeah, if you put a seed here and next month you move it and you keep moving it and you keep moving it and you keep moving it, you will miss your divine assignment. You can grow, you cannot prosper, you can excel, you cannot flourish. The Bible said those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they are those that what flourish in the cause of our God. If you check scripture, this is what I wanted to come to. Anybody God used, they use them somewhere. In a certain location, at a certain place, at a certain time. My friend, God is omnipresent. But his blessings are location sensitive. Write it down. God is omnipresent but there are certain specific places he desires you to be for you to get blessed why would he tell abraham leave your father's house and your relatives imagine god so abraham was walking like a loner he didn't have no one say go to a land and there i will bless you say lord show me my place of divine assignment show me my place of assignment some of you, you go to America. Which state? Receive it. Huh? Washington State. And Seattle, Washington. And you begin to prosper. I receive it. Some of you go to Seattle and you not prosper. Why? Because that is not your place of divine assignment. Maybe you are in Nairobi. God wants you to go back to Kakamega. Somebody said Tofiaqua. It's not my portion. <laughs> so, last year we, we had um, 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 a pastor's retreat in London with my pastors in London. And then, so I was telling them, now you, um, after three, I said, you, I'm going to send you to Dallas. I said, yeah, Papa, thank you. God bless you, Papa. Yeah, I receive. I was telling him, I'll be sending you to Dallas. Tell, tell someone, you, I'll send you to Ghana. Looked at me. Papa, Papa, landing to Ghana. I said, yes, I said, I'm sending you to Ghana. The guy even started feeling depressed. <laughs> Why? Because if he's like, I'm in London and you are sending me to Ghana. Really? <laughs> but what if that is your place of divine assignment? Amen? Amen. Yes. 
And when I said he's going to Ghana, he didn't say amen. The whole training, he was quiet all through. I think he lost concentration. He started thinking now, so going to Ghana, so what is going to happen? I mean, like now, I said somebody go to Kakamega, people are... <laughs> if I say you, you will go to Toronto, Canada. Who want to go to Toronto, Canada? Yes. That one you say, Papa, God has, God has heard Papa. Papa has heard God. Now, if I say you are going to Bungoma, hey, what, what happened to Papa? I, did he pray this morning? <laughs> are you getting me? Yes. So, you must get a place of what? The, your divine what? Assignment. God said to Abraham, leave your father's house to a place where I will show you and there I will do you know when Jesus even went to Nazareth, he couldn't perform miracles because that was not his place. Even though he was born in Nazareth, his assignment was out of Nazareth. So he couldn't, he could not do miracles. That's what the Bible says. Give me Mark chapter 6. And I tell you, you can be in a place that is not your divine. You will work hard. Do what? Do everything. It will not work. Why? Because and you, you feel like the people are against you. No, you are out of place. It's like taking a fish out of water and putting the fish on the land and telling the fish to swim for an hour. It will try to wiggle its tail a little and move a little bit, but after a few minutes, it loses energy and momentum. It can't. Why? Because that is not its habitat. God did not create the fish to, I mean, to, I mean, swim on the land. But immediately you put it on in water, it starts moving again. Isn't it? Yes. yes. Why? Because it was made to be in water. Give me from an ivy. Mark 6. Let's read from verse 1. An ivy. Uh -huh. Shall we read one go? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he went to his where? Imagine it. So your hometown does not necessarily mean it's your place of what? Assignment. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's your place of assignment. Me, I was born here in Catholic. Me, I remain here in Catholic. Who told you? It doesn't mean that it's your place of what? Assignment. And do you know what always makes us miss our place of assignment? Emotions. Tell your neighbor and say emotions. Emotions. Because we become emotionally attached to things, to places, and people to an extent that when God is speaking, you don't even hear. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That was Amen. a good one. When God is really, you become so emotionally attached. Hey, you know, I mean, I, I've been here all my life. So when God is actually want to move you, you can't want to move and you don't feel like moving not because because you are so emotionally attached to certain things certain people to an extent that you are not allowing the spirit of god to have his way in your life say lord lord take away every ne negative connection take away every negative connection. that is interfering with my purpose that is interfering with my purpose yeah 
Because you are, you are, you are, you want to please people. You want to please the society. You want to try to be sound politically right. So you don't want to do certain things and act in a certain way because of people, not really because that is what God really wants you to do. Say, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Jesus left Nazareth and, and Jesus left there and went to his hometown. I'm uh, sorry, he left where he was and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. Uh huh. When Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who. Uh huh. Huh? Isn't this the why were they calling? They didn't say isn't this the carpenter's son? They said, Isn't this the carpenter? Why were they calling Jesus the carpenter? Because of huh? No, 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 not just his father was a carpenter. All along they knew him as a carpenter. Because his father was a carpenter, he was serving with his father. So all they knew about Jesus was not a miracle worker. As a carpenter. I mean, this guy, we know him. He's a carpenter. So why is he coming here telling us he's a miracle worker? Some of you, if you go back to Kakamega right now, do you not believe in you? Are you? You have a prophet. For where? Oh. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. There are people who may not believe in you because they know your background. They know your story. You guys all used to drink together. So why are you coming to tell us now you, are, you have transformed? Which pastor? For where? Are you getting my point? But they don't know that God does not judge us by our past. Tell your neighbor, my past is my past. My past is my past. Yeah, there's something better God has for me. Since they said, isn't, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon aren't his sister's here with us. They were giving him background history. We, you, we know you. Mm. And they took offense in him. Next verse. Jesus said to them, Holy in his hometown, among his relatives. And his... Mm -hmm. He could not. Tell your neighbor and say he could not. He could not. Now there's a difference between, I said it the other day, there's a difference between he did not and he could not. He didn't do it. That means he could, but he didn't. He chose not to do it. But he couldn't means that the anointing could not work. Imagine. Why? Because he was out of his prophetic, his place of prophetic assignment when you're out of your place of prophet even the anointing that is supposed to back you fails to back you oh god did you hear that when you are out of your place of prophetic assignment even the anointing that is supposed to back you and make things work refuses to work it doesn't he couldn't the anointing failed to deliver say lord Lord, order our steps, order our steps into our place of prophetic assignment. Into a place of prophetic assignment. Amen. When you are at your place of prophetic, it doesn't matter how bad it is. See, Joseph was in a dungeon. 
But he was still brought out to succeed. He still succeeded. Why? Because he was in a place of his prophetic assignment. Give me Genesis chapter 39. Shall we be upstanding? Let's be upstanding. As you stand up, I once, once you are up psychologically, I feel like I've ended. So let's be upstanding. Give me from Amplified. Genesis chapter 39. Shall we read one go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Now, now, that is the part I want you to read loud. I want to go. The Lord was with Joseph and he, even though, eh? Even though, eh? What happened? Became a successful and a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master. Can you imagine that? He was in his, he was a slave. But even as a slave, he was still prospering. Why? Because as a slave, he was still at the place of his prophetic assignment. Regardless of who people tag you to be. Yes. If you are in your place of prophetic assignment, you prosper. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Lord. Yes. If you are in your place of prophetic assignment, you prosper. Tell your neighbor, I'll prosper. I'll prosper. It doesn't matter where the Lord takes me. As long as I stay in my assignment, as long as God takes me to my place of prophetic assignment, I will prosper. I will prosper. Never forget this scripture. It says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he, even though a slave, became a successful and a prosperous man, and they give his location, and he was in the house of his master the egyptian he was in the house of his master the egyptian and he succeeded as you stay in your place of prophetic assignment may you succeed i receive whether you are a houseboy or you are you sell potatoes in the street or you are the ceo of a bank regardless of what you do you will succeed as long as you stay in your place of divine assignment. I want you to talk to God in the next few minutes. Tell the Lord, Father, lead me to the place of divine assignment. Lead me, Lord. Come on, begin to talk to God. Just begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Rantalia <laughs> <laughs> 
Father, lead us, O Lord, to our place of divine assignment. Lead us, O Lord. for you to do are you getting me in the wisdom of a man if i look at that thing i felt like god was being insensitive that's what i i mean let's reason like normal people not being spiritual abraham is the one that impregnated hagar and they have given birth to a son number two it was sarah's idea to go impregnate this one if the child is grown now you Sarah, you have also given birth. Now Sarah comes and tells Abraham, drive away this bond woman from here and her son. And God also comes and says, I agree, do that. Where were they going? In fact, they had nowhere to go. Can I tell you something? Yes. It looked like something emotionally insensitive, but still God wanted Abraham still to obey that. You are telling the Lord anything that will hinder you from getting to your place of divine assignment. Yes. And the next point I'm going to go to 
um, 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 is that purpose is also people sensitive. There are people that you are supposed to connect with for your life to move on. And some of you, the reason why you are not connected is because you want to sound politically right. You don't want to, oh, no, this one, they are not clean. Who is not clean? You are you clean. You, you feel like you don't want to associate with them because of, you are telling the Lord, Father, help me. That I don't want to sound politically right. I don't want to please the masses. Help me. Take away every emotion that will stop me from getting to my place of divine assignment. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Hold somebody's hand. Tell them, say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I make a prayer for you. As I make a prayer for you. I intercede on your behalf. I intercede on your behalf. And I declare. And I declare. May the Lord. Connect you, connect you to your destiny helper. To your destiny the helper. person who you are supposed to connect with. The person that you are supposed to connect to with. help you fulfill your purpose. To help help you fulfill may your God purpose. help you connect with them. May God help you connect the place where you are supposed to be. The job that you are supposed to do. To help you fulfill your purpose. To help you fulfill may God connect you to it. Come on, lift up your voice and intercede for that